Bonus coverage. Everyone gets a trophy. It's Kevin Dunn. It's Paul Wadlington. And we're going to talk some NFL playoffs here as we kind of transition uh, after college football. Obviously, in the fall, we're going to talk a lot of college football and a lot of Texas football. But, Paul, I, this is the NFL for me after the salary cap. The salary cap was, I believe, uh, legislated in 93, 94, and like most legislation will be felt. It was felt like for me, my eyeballs said 96, 97, where mm-hmm. I thought, well, you brought the parody in. What 8-8 eight eight team's going to get to the playoffs this year? Yeah. Whereas we grew up and there were four or five dominant teams. Yep. In, usually in the NFC, but in any uh, either conference. And you kind of were waiting for the playoffs for what was going to be some big-time matchups. We got a pretty damn good year in the NFL this year. We got some good stuff at the top. Yeah, we got some good stuff at the top. And uh, before we talk about the pros, I want to talk about the pro we want to send you to. That's Gabe at Mortgage Solutions. More like the all pro. Yeah, he's all pro. He's he's a consensus uh, pick, unanimous. There's only two voters. It's me and Kevin. <laughs> right, so right. Well. That figures. But apparently the, some of the voters are listeners because you guys have been contacting Gabe. You've been getting great mortgages. He's been taking care of you. He does his job with integrity. He finds you the best price out there. 832-557-1095. A lot of you have been taking advantage of mentioning the podcast, and for good reason, because you get 500 bucks off of closing, which is not an insignificant amount of money. No. So contact Gabe. I usually give everybody the hard sell of why this is the guy you need to contact. I don't think it needs to be done anymore. The fact is... If you, if you ten, spend the 10 seconds to make the phone call, you're going to get quoted at a very aggressive rate by a reliable mortgage lender, and he's going to advise you through the whole process. He's going to hold your hand. You're probably going to close early. So if that doesn't sell you, I don't know what else to do. We've had listeners that ended up not going with Gabe but had the peace of mind and also realized, okay, I'm getting the best deal here, well, no, no matter who you're dealing with. And that's happened about twice because one of them was a Wells Fargo employee. Right. Who got yeah, exactly. Discount. That was so, pretty funny. Gabe yeah, actually advised him, stick with Wells Fargo. You're getting all these discounts. I can't beat it. But he but actually shows came you close. It shows you his professionalism. Yeah, it's integrity you know? and professionalism. And he knows ultimately that if we're going to continue to partner with him, uh, that's something that's important to us. And it's important to him as well. All right. So let's get into the NFL here because I, I, uh, I am a Niner fan, so I'm pretty excited about that. And I know that you wanted both of us, but you were definitely – Vocal, very vocal about wanting Kyle Shanahan as the head coach for Texas whenever uh, Tom Herman was hired. But I think that boat had even sailed by then because he was Atlanta's OC and and yeah. he, he was waiting for the type of job that he got. Kyle's and all NFL. He's oh yeah. I, I think he thinks there's of, that uh, too, right? He thinks of the college game about on right about on the level of junior high. Yeah. So I think he had his sights set higher. Why would I do that? I'm not yeah. a rube. Uh, right. Well, he's not at all. He's done. So a are you a San Francisco fan because of Shanahan, or is this from Bill Walsh days? No. Uh, so I was a Chicago Everything fan, and when the Bears won it in '86, Mike McCaskey pretty much was not going to, you know, retain guys. And I was seven or eight and I was, so, you know, at that age, you can't differentiate the business aspect of it. No. And so I was completely idealistic. I couldn't differentiate the business aspect till my twenties. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Forget well, seven. I couldn't. And so Willie Galt's going to be going, I believe Wilbur Marshall went to the Redskins. Galt ended up going to the Raiders and, and it was so frustrating that, how can you have something so perfect? How did the Beatles break up, Paul? Well, life gets involved, right? And so at that age, I couldn't deal with it. And so I went to the team that I thought was the most fun to watch and had someone that my dad really loved. And that would be Joe Montana, Notre Dame Connection, of course, and the Niners. I was a young 
wide receiver who was going to be playing in the NFL. So I looked at what I thought was the best wide receiver, and that was Jerry Rice. And it was an easy one to to fall into. The first year, luckily for me, because you can still call me a bandwagon homer being from Austin, getting on the Niners in the 80s, was the Jim Burt Giants game where they got their ass kicked. Mm. So I thought, okay, well, if I stick through this year with them, no one can call me a, a homer at that fair point. Fan. Yeah, fair weather fan at that point, right? And then uh, you stuck through Steve Young. Yeah, and... so I stuck through the whole thing and and um, had some in and outs on the NFL where I wasn't watching a bunch. But this is a fun team to watch. He does a lot of things schematically. I and mean, you've got a guy like Kittle and then Juszczyk, who's their fullback. They can play around with personnel. And, and Jimmy G was the big question, and he's answered some stuff this yeah, year. Yeah, as the running game got schemed up on the other side and people ganged up on it, they had to put the game on Jimmy G's shoulders, and he's come through. He's played really well. He's put up big numbers. He's not just a game manager, as people have thought maybe early. Yep. But, you know, we're going to kind of put the Niners to the side for a second because they're not playing this weekend. I know. They are going to face the winner. Hell of, of a hell of a final game. I don't know if you saw that with Seattle. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Where it comes down to that, and everything's on the line. To, not many times where the last game in the NFL on that Sunday night is comes down not only to an inch at the goal line to win it, but – if you win this, you're the one seed and you're off. You won't go to Seattle for the Niners. Right. And you won't go to New Orleans. And you get that week off. And if you lose, you're flying to the East Coast and you're going to play next week. Yeah. Philadelphia Eagles. Right. Eight and eight, Philadelphia Eagles. And they're banged up. Wait, are they eight and eight or nine and seven? They ended up nine and seven because okay. they won their last four all against division rivals or division uh, opponents. A pathetic division. Awful division and i say that as a cowboys fan so can before we get to all this how the how the f did y'all not win this division jason garrett jerry jones yeah i didn't we're not going to get into cowboys i I didn't need the real answers right away yeah yeah. i wanted you to play that out a little bit but so i want to talk about i'm going to sell you on a crazy idea which is the nine and seven eagles have a, a legitimately good shot at beating seattle at home okay they really do okay i think I, I understand their deficiencies. They've had injuries. The wide receiver core is a disgrace. Carson Wentz has actually played well. No, he's and, played, and he's, especially as of late. And despite all the criticism, he's very quietly put that offense on his back and made a lot of good throws to a, a pretty inferior wide receiver core. Yeah. They don't have Alshon Jeffrey. They don't have Deshaun, Deshaun Jackson. Jackson. The guys that were supposed to step up have not really stepped up. They, they have Greg Ward as one of their they guys. They have Greg Ward, U of H dual-threat quarterback, and they have, they're have they basically running the offense through Dallas Goddard, yeah. their second-string tight right. end, who's, yeah. who's good, by the way. Who's but, good, but Ertz has the broken ribs, right? Yeah, he's he's Ertz. He's sitting out. So, sorry about that. That was just coming I can't wait till Jalen Hurts is an NFL quarterback. Gabe, if you leave, I understand after <laughs> yeah, that. Exactly. Uh, Jalen Hurts won't be an NFL quarterback. No. We, we saw that against LSU. And can we get a little... Not pat on the back, but at least not shit from OU fans that we're not being Texas homers. Yeah, yeah. Was that validated? It was always okay, valid. All right. And and by the way, all the people saying, well, you know, I might take him in the third or fourth round. No, you just wasted your third or fourth you round wouldn't. pick. Right. He's not even Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill's a much better athlete. This isn't the NBA draft. This is not even have three rounds. But when you get to that and you go, it doesn't matter. Yeah, just, exactly. No, you can actually, that's how you actually, you build your team. In Let's take this guy from Lithuania who we only have grainy, <laughs> right. like, 80-millimeter film of, right? So He has no knees. He can shoot threes. Exactly. He's a pick-and-pop guy. So I want to sell you on this idea because Seattle, first of all, starting Marshawn Lynch at running back, yeah. right? They've got injuries there. They haven't – they've kind of had the offense fall apart a little bit. Russell Wilson has been great, but 
Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf, if you look at some of the games where teams have schemed them up a little bit, Mm -hmm. they've had trouble getting open. Well, look at their point differential. Yeah. It's close. It's plus 11 or around there, and and, and people can look it up and go, Cavanaugh's plus 17. Yeah. You get my point. Yeah. The Cowboys have the second highest plus differential of an 8-8 eight eight team ever. Yeah, yeah. I know, and you and Paul was given that, and you know the uh, the whack off sign. Yeah, the whack off sign. He was he, he so was, the Cowboys have he was the making a circle wider than it should be. But other still. than the Jets, the Cowboys have the ability to bully really bad teams. Yeah, great. That's, that's kind of what impressive. they did. Seattle is really good in tight games. Yes. but they're all going to be tight. Yeah, they are. So and this I, will be tight. Well, and here's the thing: their defense is not great outside of their home field advantage in Seattle, which Seattle is one of the few places that has a legit home field advantage. Huge home field advantage. So I think traveling to the East Coast is a factor. I don't think the Eagles are going to light them up by any means, but they're not good enough on defense to completely hold down Carson Wentz, even though Wentz doesn't really have any weapons to throw to. Right. He can be high efficiency. He can move the ball. I think Jim Schwartz is a pretty good defensive coordinator. The Eagles have a putrid secondary but I think they might have the ability to get pressure on Wilson up front. I think that game is going to be more competitive than people think. And I wouldn't be I surprised right. if – You sold if, me on that. I wouldn't be surprised if Philly pulls off the upset. Any thoughts? I I think if you're going to pick an upset, that's probably the one. Okay. Um, I'm with you. Because with Seattle, I think it's easy to look at Seattle and what Russell, Russell Wilson does and glorify them a little bit more than they actually are. Yeah. And and I know as a Niners fan, look, they lost one at home and then won a very close one in Seattle, which was a huge difference in terms of how this whole playoff shakes out. I get that. There's not much separation there. But that's the whole thing. Seattle's like Texas last year. There's not much separation, win or lose. No, and actually, I think Pete Carroll and Seattle overachieved this year. I do, too. A lot I of agree. people had them for a 7-9, and 8-8 eight yep. and eight type team, and uh, they played above their heads most of the year. I think we both agree that whoever advances from that game faces San Francisco, and they're going to get beat. Yes, yes, I agree with that. Okay, uh, what about Saints Vikings? Any any Viking stuff there? I'm in on the Saints. Okay, I am too. I think they're going to do it. I think I think this is Saints Niners. I think it's Saints it's Niners eventually. I think Alvin Kamara, 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 potato, yeah, potato, yeah. Tennessee. Tennessee. Him getting involved Tennessee. and waking up a little bit late is going to be helpful because Michael Thomas has been a one man gang outside. If mm-hmm. if you guys have not watched Michael Thomas, oh. like rewrite the position outside for the Saints. He is a high-volume, high-efficiency wide receiver and uh, absolutely phenomenal. I mean, people are double-teaming him, and it doesn't matter. Drew Brees is back online. He looks like Drew Brees. Mm -hmm. And the Saints' defense. I always feel like he gets dead arm around this time of year. Yeah, I think maybe that injury helped preserve his arm ultimately. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? He gave him more of a fresh arm. Uh, Defensively, the Saints have been up and down. I don't think Minnesota is going to pose enough they were a good run defense early, and they had issues with the pass defense. Then Lattimore got his act together, yep. and they felt like midseason they kind of they uh, strengthened the back end. Yeah, and they've got some guys in the bit. front that they can get pressure. And, yeah. and Kirk Cousins, I'm not a, on Another the whole. Davenport Marcus, right? Yeah. And I'm not big on the whole, like, this guy's a choker on Monday night games. He doesn't come through. Those types of statistics. Mm-hmm. On big stages, Kirk Cousins generally doesn't come through. So if he does come through in New Orleans, hats off to him. I'll be surprised. Though. I'll be surprised. Yeah. So I think we think New Orleans advances and faces Green Bay. Yep. I think New Orleans is going to probably go to Green Bay and, and win that game. Oh, I do too. Yeah. 
I'm not totally – Green Bay's good, but they're not – They haven't played anyone. No, they really haven't. Like, I, I don't know how they've been shielded or protected so well in what I thought would be a division that would be incredibly competitive. Because mm-hmm. everyone, look, this – just nine months ago, everyone had the Chicago Bears going right. – 12 and 4 this year. No, you had three teams that you really thought could do something. You can even throw the Lions in there. People thought they'd be competitive. Scare, competitive. Scare yes. people, right? Yeah. Stafford goes down. Patricia's right. been a disaster. Lions haven't been competitive. I don't know. There's something about the Vikings that just they have talent, but I don't see the Packers the, or Vikings. Oh, I'm sorry. Packers. We're past yeah. the Vikings. The Packers. I, I just don't see it. And I think there's a disconnect between their head coach and their quarterback. I don't think Aaron Rodgers That's respects the story him. of his career. So far. <laughs> you know, I don't think everyone's smart enough to coach Aaron Rodgers. That's the takeaway. Oh, uh, gotcha. Not smart enough for him. All right, so we have New Orleans and San Francisco. Let's go to the AFC before we uh, get to the semifinal matchups. A lot of people are uh, in Texas excited to see the Texans take on the Bills. I'd be careful with the Bills, man. Defensively, they've done a nice job building that team, and I wasn't surprised with the run they went on this year as it was building. Yeah. And Josh Allen's more accurate than I thought he was coming out of uh, – where did he come out of? Wyoming. Wyoming throwing his 56, 57, 52, whatever it was, percent, even with bubble screens in college. Oh, yeah. I was worried about that. knew he had the arm. He's athletic and can make some plays for them. He's got he's an interesting player. He is. As much as he was sort of mocked coming out in the draft, and he was like this Twitter meme of people mocking him. The dude's a competitor. He's yeah. kind of a winner. He's a winner. No, he is. And, You're right. And I know that people laugh because I've also seen I've seen, trust me, before you guys send the emails, I've seen the four interception games. I believe yeah, me. No, yeah, we have. His his guys play for him. Yeah. And he's super competitive. And he's he's not a he's not a I'm gonna slide for the first down type of not guy. Not only that, dude. We still – okay, so in the NFL, we've gotten past the whole black quarterback thing. Can Thank we all God. agree that's yes, not a thing finally, anymore? Yeah. No one cares. Right. All right, there's like a small number of people who are idiots, and there's a small number of super woke people who want to pretend it's still an issue. Right. right? Yeah. It's not an issue. It's not. No one cares. Thankfully. There's, finally. There's, there's still an athletic white quarterback thing. Josh Allen is every bit, uh, every bit as effective an NFL runner, NFL runner as Cam, hey, as Cam Newton. Yeah. He absolutely yeah. is is a he is a Effective, threat yeah. with his feet, and he's I think he scored nine touchdowns. Running. No one's Lamar Jackson, so we're not even. No, no, no. He's not that kind of runner. He's a power runner. Yeah, who he's a move the chain runner. He's a six foot five, two hundred forty pound guy who will run right through your DB's arm tackle and get fourteen yards on third down. And I think he's given them some juice. Now he's going to make mistakes. He is prone to long stretches of looking terrible. But he also plays, and his guys play for him. Uh, and I they've actually, got a good defense. They have a good defense, and I like Sean McDermott. I love their head coach. I think he's doing more with less. I think he's one of the few Belichick disciples who left New England and is actually proving to be a good coach on his own. Kind of similar to Brian Flores down in Miami, mm-hmm. who showed some some juice late in the season. When yeah. people were thinking the Dolphins might go 0-16, they finished five and eleven, beating the Patriots. Yeah, when the Patriots were trying. No, the Patriots had something to play for. So I think those two guys may be sort of the counter argument to Belichick. You know, his assistants aren't going to have success. I like Sean McDermott. Here's the thing about the Texans: I have no idea who's going to show up on any given week, and I don't think any Texans fans listening to this knows either. No, and I'm a Deshaun Watson fan. I love the guy. I love Hopkins too. I love Hopkins. J.J. Watt will be available for this game. Yeah, I, I think Watt will be available. I don't know what kind of impact he's going to have. 
I don't either. Yeah, I think he's it's I think it's the end of JJ Watt coming up soon. But, you know, he's had a hell of a career. Texans at home. B- Buffalo and Houston have played each other already. I'm going to take the Texans to win it. Yeah? But I think Buff I I think this is a toss-up game. I think Buffalo's going to take it. Okay. Yeah, I, I can easily see that. Yeah. I mean, this is not a you could pick either team on this and I can see it. I say it advisedly. I think it's a coin flip game and uh I don't know. I think Buffalo can scheme them up a little bit, particularly on defense. Mm-hmm. They have played this game already this year, and Buffalo won a little bit more easily than they, I thought they would. Yeah. So I like the White-Hopkins matchup, too. Tredavious White, I believe. Yes. Who's big time. Yeah. Deservedly Pro Bowl, All-Pro cornerback. Also an LSU-Clemson LSU. matchup. Yeah. Come on. You got Exactly. Like there you, you go. Gotta like a little that. foreshadowing. Okay, so Tennessee, the Patriots, the well, Patriots have been Let's talk about who's waiting in the wings for the winner of that game. Are you gonna get to Baltimore? Yeah. Because it may be a moot point. I Traveling it, to Baltimore. Be, yeah. One of the best three or four defenses in the NFL. Yep. And the most creative, most most interesting offense we've seen in and years. And an LSU type offense where I'm not sure in 2019, 2020, whatever you want to call it at that time. Defenses are ready for it. No, I think the NFL defensive coordinators are going to need an offseason yep. to adjust to some of those. And I think they will. They will. They always do. They always catch up. Yeah. But the, the fact is, Lamar Jackson's fast. We get that. He's making great decisions. Mm-hmm. He doesn't make boneheaded plays. Nope. Right? And sometimes he runs and he does it decisively. He's the leading rush. The or risky plays, which you always worry about with guys that can, that can make a play on the He doesn't just own. throw it up. No. So he's either buying time with his feet to throw, which is what they often do in the red zone, or he just takes off decisively, a lot of that on power runs. Mm-hmm. And he still manages to preserve himself. He doesn't get hurt. This guy's run for over 1,100 yards at the quarterback position. We've never seen anything like it in NFL no, history. It's no, been, it's been fantastic. Yeah, it's been awesome. As he makes great decisions. Mobile quarterbacks and was begging for it forever. So it's frankly, nice. whoever does advance from Buffalo, uh, Houston, enjoy it because yeah. you're going out the next week. You're going out the next week, and I think what I think the matchup that I'm probably most interested in is if the Patriots get past Tennessee. Yeah, which you got Derrick Henry who led the league in rushing and is a big son of a bitch. Yep. And when Belichick's been beat before, there is someone who can usually, on his own, get yards on the ground. Right? Yep. Exactly. And Ryan Tannehill, give it up for the former Aggie. Man, he rejuvenated that entire offense. And uh, star wide receiver recruit. Yeah, exactly. 700 yards receiving his sophomore year at AM. He actually was a quarterback when I saw, but it was like three or four stars because people hadn't had a big spring, I believe. People yeah, yeah. hadn't seen him as a quarterback. Yeah. And he has found some, you know, some pretty decent talent out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you seen AJ Brown play? Yeah. yeah. The guy's a man out there. You talk about DK Metcalf earlier. Those guys were in the same Ole Miss receiving core. Amazing. That Ole Miss team put seven dudes in the NFL draft that year and went four and eight. Loaded. Unreal. So Hugh Freeze got the right. <laughs> I think Hugh Freeze he got probably, the freeze that he I deserved. Think he, I think he deserved to be left in the cold. Okay, so the Patriots offense has been a problem. I think you and I were on that early this year, even when their defense was putting up historic numbers and scoring, and, and they have been a historic defense. I think this is going to be closer than people think, man. And if Tennessee wins this, I'm not going to be surprised. I'm going to take the Titans and the points. Are you? Oh, yeah. What what are the points at this one? Uh, I don't know. That's what I do. I know New England's favored. You look that up. But what I like about What I'm really good at on the radio is asking you a question that you probably don't know and then delaying the flow. Then Googling. Yeah, and then delaying (laughs) the flow. Googling feverishly. Well, what I like about this is, first of all, Mike Vrabel, former Patriot player, former Patriot assistant. New England five. 
New England by five, I'm all over the Titans. I am too. I got yeah, it. I, I'd be all over that. Uh, now, I'm a little scared, frankly, of traveling to New England because they do play well there. Hey, man, double Edelman? Tom Brady is not Tom Brady of yore. He's the GOAT. He's not that guy anymore. Well, their timing's been off. Their timing's off. Just double Edelman. Trust me. Yeah. Double Edelman. Take away his one security blanket. Make him distribute the ball to those rookie wide receivers or Mohamed Sanu, who's been a no-show after that trade. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think you're going to find the Patriots' offense is very, very stoppable. And I think uh, that crowd could actually turn on them, being New England fans. And at the end of an entitled run. Oh, my God. They were booing them. You know, right? But I, I mean, mean, you're at a point now where Super Bowl or bust. Super, it's a failed season. You're a fraud. Now, on the other side of the ball, New England does have a good defense. Great defense. Uh, yeah. But I think Tennessee can do enough to put some points on the board. Especially I think, if Henry can carry that. If he can carry the load, they can go make some athletic plays in space with AJ Brown. I think the and uh, Corey Davis. I think the main thing though is. That Tennessee defense dialing it in and not just stopping New England, but actually turning them over. Okay, so the conference championships right now, Paul and I do agree that it'll be San Francisco and New Orleans and the NFC. Baltimore will be awaiting the winner of Kansas City and either New England or Tennessee. I love this Chiefs team. And for a defense that was – they reminded me the first half of the year of what Oklahoma was two years ago and the year before. Yeah. But that – awesome of an offense and dynamic of an offense and that shitty of a defense where you rarely see those two things come together that defense got better as the year went on they got better much maligned and they've actually turned it around and the way they've done it is with pass defense yep because honey badger here's their tyron matthew has been huge been awesome and here's their thinking and i think it's smart thinking it's actually kind of like advanced analytics thinking which is let's defend the pass Because with Patrick Mahomes and that high-powered offense, teams aren't going to have the patience to run the ball on us. Tennessee did and won that, remember? Tennessee did, and they ran it in chunks. I mean, that was the key. And that was before Kansas City had really made that turn. Yes. So I think Kansas City's thinking is, let's play great pass defense and great third-down defense. If we give up some runs, who cares? Right. Let's Let's count on our offense to put points on the board and, and scare and intimidate the opposing coach that, hey, we got to start throwing the ball. And that's what Kansas City has done. They've played to that script. Andy Reid has done a great job managing through the Mahomes injury. Uh, I think the key to Kansas City, and I don't know if everyone always gets this on offense, is Travis Kelsey. Oh, Beyond Mahomes, obviously, is the trigger man. It's Travis Kelsey. Because if he's in single coverage, he's going to catch 12, 10 to 12 balls, mm-hmm. period. And he can't be stopped. They will man up outside. The teams that are smart, they double Kelsey. They jam him off the line and put a safety over the top of him. So it's a linebacker and safety doubling him. Now, you're playing too deep against Hill and Hardman and them, right? I've seen teams man him up. One. And they'll accept a 70-yard scoring play because they don't think it's going to happen very often. Now, if you have really horrible corners, don't do that. Right. But if you feel like you've got good NFL corners, you'll give up Match one up big play. It in order to shut down their bread and butter inside. Which is those intermediate stuff and those crossers with Kelsey, man. The crossers with Kelsey, and they combine it with the running game, yeah. which can be 
can be effective in sports for Kansas City. And they RPO, I mean, for a pro team. And all the RPO stuff, yeah. yeah. It's it's the it's one of the neatest, most creative offenses. It really is. And uh, it's fun to watch, and it's neat to see a, a, you know, a Texas kid running the whole show. So does Kansas City play Baltimore for the AFC Championship? You know, I think it's probably going to be Kansas City-Baltimore. And uh, I like Baltimore pretty easily in that game. Who do you like in the NFC? I think ultimately, I think it's a coin flip between we won't the Saints get a Super Bowl pick because we'll wait for that. But who do you who do you have in the Super? I Bowl? think it's going to be Saints Niners. God, I, I'm I'm too close on this one. I mean, I, I can be objective. Hopefully, Texas fans have heard that where I'll pick against Texas. Um, honestly, I think it's a coin toss. I'll give the Niners a little bit of an edge, not so much because it's crazy where they got to play. Yeah, yeah. Not having to deal with the dome. That's huge. Is really big. Here's the thing. Will the Niners be back healthy? Because one thing people, it's kind of been lost in some of this narrative because the Niners have had a great team, great season. Their defense got worked a little bit at the end of the year. It did. And yeah. it was largely because of injuries. Yep. I don't D know. Ford the, is someone who's been out and they need to get him back. Yeah, I don't know how healthy they're going to be. That's going to be a huge factor against New Orleans. I think if they're fairly healthy, I, I might like San Francisco. Yeah. I, what I do like is I don't remember – if those are the matchups in the conference championships, I don't remember more appealing, attractive matchups than that. Yeah, you know what's funny, Kevin, is there was a period a few years ago at the NFL where I just lost interest. I did too. And my interest is back. Mine is too. And it, I'm enjoying watching NFL games again. And Well, uh, they don't all 32 look the same. No. We're seeing different styles. That's such a good point. No, I mean – you and I are big boxing fans. Yeah. What made Styles makes fights? Yeah. When you have Hearns, Hagler, There's Leonard, Duran yes. all fighting in a round all robin. Fighting in it, it's great. Yeah, Hagler can beat Hearns, but yeah, you know, God help Hagler if he has to deal with frustrating Sugar Ray Leonard, right? right. Hearns, ten times out of ten, he's going to knock out Roberto Duran in about a round. Yeah, in a round, right? right yeah. Because that style ain't flying but against But then there Kronk. are some dudes who face Duran, and it's like, watch out. You're, you're, he could just out-tough you. He could yeah. scare you. And I feel like that with the NFL now. You have these distinct systems and different approaches to the game, and it makes it fun to watch because you're combining the efficiency of the NFL game because those players are just playing at a higher level than college, obviously. Yeah. But you're combining that with real creativity, and that's what's fun to see in sports. Yeah. And it's kind of like the NBA. I, I know you're not as big on this, but – I kind of fell back in love with the NBA when you started to get some movement in the ball again. I'm falling back a little bit more, and this has been my favorite year in a little while. Um, people that say, yeah, it's still too many three-point shots, you're right about that. Yeah. Uh, and with baseball, there's too much launch angle, strikeout, or home run. Right. And both those to me, but I still like both a lot there's, because you're still seeing the highest level and the best talent doing it. Um, and one thing I like about the NBA this year that we have in the NFL well, and we haven't had in the NBA in a little while, is there's four or five teams that could win it. Yeah, legitimately. Legitimately. Yeah, it's I like fun to that. watch. And I'm saying that as a Bulls fan who for six years knew was walking around, <laughs> we got it, this is going to be a fun six months. You're talking about the Eddie Curry years. It, oh, of course. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I mean, Eddie Curry, Derrick Rose years, you know. Judd uh, Bushler. Yeah, uh, but it, it is it is kind of nice to see that in both. And, and, yeah, I'm back in on the NFL. I've had a ball watching it, and I'm glad that not all 32 are trying to copycat like that. Although I will like the copycat impact that – Lamar Jackson and Mahomes, specifically Lamar, are going to have because you're going to see people gamble on Khalil Tate, who wouldn't have yeah. 10 years ago. Yeah. There's some athletic dual threat quarterbacks in college. Uh huh. 
who are going to get overdrafted right. and paid some money that they would not have gotten just three years ago. Yeah, and, and I'm okay with that. I'd rather overdraft and than not touch them at all and never give them a shot. It's better to swing and miss right. at the quarterback position because it, it is the most important position in sports. Yeah. I mean, is there a more important position? I mean, now that starting pitchers only go five innings, no. Yeah. yeah I mean, that's exactly <laughs> right. right. You used to be able to pitch a starting pitcher nine innings every three right. days. This is your starting pitcher, and he's going to go the whole nine. Cy Young. He's gone 33-7 and seven again. Jeez. Uh, yeah, I, I just think that you've got to take a swing and, and, and be willing to take a big miss on these guys. And I think the next thing that may happen in, in the NFL draft, and we'll see if some GM thinks this way, you may want to take a swing – at three dual-threat quarterbacks between rounds three and five rather than that one guy in the first round that you trade up to and trade away your whole draft, and half the time those guys are complete failures anyway. Yeah, You might want to attack this with volume. I think that's what you – I think that it is kind of what you do. Now, the you're Seahawks not gonna, did that with Russell Wilson. They did. You're not going to carry that necessarily with yeah. your roster into the next year. No, no, you year, cut them. But, right, but attack that heading into it. Yeah. Why and not? Just see. Just Overload. get them in camp. See. Overload. Yeah, actually, I like it. Well, we solved it all. It's that easy, guys. It is. <laughs> well, we are done now. I'm getting uh, – we actually have some people here that are in the station. Isn't that nice? Oh. I we were all dead. But uh, a little bit of life outside. Yeah. It's picking up. It's picking up. We've been sitting in an empty station before just staring at each other. We have. We've had a lot of fun, though. We've had a lot of fun doing this podcast. We appreciate everyone who's reviewed, s- subscribed, uh, rated – and even ranked, well, not that one, but whatever. Anything you can give uh, is, uh, we appreciate it. And one more one more time, let's give Gabe a quick shout-out. Yeah, out give Mortgage Solutions a call at 832-557-1095, or you can go to his website at Mortgage Solutions, uh, mortgagesbygabe.com. That's just for you, Kevin. And uh, bottom line, he's going to give you awesome service, great competitive rates, and uh, you tell him we sent you, you can get 500 bucks in your pocket. It's a pretty good deal. Everyone gets a trophy. Kevin Dunn, Paul Wadlington. See you all later. Peace.